Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to our uh, weekly podcast of the Water Boys. The Water Boys are here. They're going to discuss some cool NFL topics today. Uh, we're here with, with my boy Wicket. Yo. What's up, everybody? I'm on a like and, the new intro. And my boy Danny. We can't talk right now, but he's here. <laughs> he's here. He exists. He will talk. And, like he, He'll come back from the dead, okay? He's alive. He's not dead. I know sometimes he may be dead. But now he's, he's alive. Busy. I'm gonna show that. We'll, yeah, we'll go with that. He's busy. He's, he's just busy. Yeah, he's, he's preoccupied. There we go. All right. So today, today, bro, we're gonna discuss some NFL awards. Well, way too early NFL awards, may I say? Way too early. Yeah, I like I mean, it. CS doesn't start yet. Yeah, dude. Some way too early. Uh, way too early uh, predictions. For the awards, all right. Let's start off mm-hmm. with the most important one, obviously. The most important one, which is MVP. MVP. Almost every year, it's always the quarterback. And, yep. yeah, so what's the prediction? I think this year it's going to change. I think this year running backs have a huge um, – might have a huge advantage, uh, especially this year. I think that teams might um, try to – so this is the way I see it, all right? I don't know if I'm phrasing this correctly. So I'm going to switch it up. This is the way I see it. Every team in the league right now is looking to get a high-powered offense because of the game, right? The game is changing. We talk about that literally every episode. And I think the main reason the game is changing is because teams are passing a lot more. I mean, you compare the passing stats to last year to um, when the game was first made. I'm pretty sure they don't, they don't throw for 60 passes in a game when the game was first made. So I think teams might start shifting away from that and might going back to the run game because... You have hybrid running backs, and I'm using the term hybrid, meaning that they can both catch the ball and run the ball. So they're basically, essentially, a wide receiver playing um, a wide receiver slash linebacker because they're built like some linebackers playing the running back position. So I think running backs can make a huge case for MVP this season. And I think Christian uh, McCaffrey is the one person that stands out to me. I mean, this guy goes in every game with the same mentality, and that's to kill. Um, he kills people on ankle breakers. He catches the ball really well. Um, and, you know, he, he's very shifty. I like what I see from him. He can also be turned into a power back when needed. Um, and, you know, another running back that I see is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, once again, he's big, he's strong, he can punch through. Um, we've seen him last year on those screen passes it. Um, they started off at like the 20-yard line. Well, guess what? He took it to the house. So those are players that I see that can probably be MVP. But most likely, like I'm on site, it's probably going to be another quarterback. And I'm going to say right now, my vote goes for Josh Allen. I think next year with Stefan Diggs, his bond is just going to grow even more. And um, I think he might actually have a really good run for MVP. Um, I I agree with, with what you're saying, man. Um. The running back uh, position has like grown immensely in the past uh, a decade or so. Like they've become more valuable. For example, Adrian Peterson won MVP. Well, like ten years ago, nearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's possible. It's possible. It's not impossible. It's possible. And like you said, uh, McCaffrey can certainly win it if he has as impactful of a season that the AP did. Back in 2008, was it? 2009, I forget. I have the exact date. But I didn't see McCaffrey winning it. 
And Kamara, man, Kamara, even though he, he's five ten, he plays bigger than his actual size. Like he plays like a a six two running back. Like exactly. even though he's kind of small, he plays big. You know what I mean? And uh, you're right. Like these dudes can play as power backs. You know they're for, not that big. Yeah. And yeah, can I just ask something? Um, yeah. I think a reason why I chose those two and why we talk about those two the most is because they have different um, aspects to the game. You take a guy like Derrick Henry. He rushed for 2,000 yards yeah. last season. We're not denying yeah. that he's a really good running back. But the problem is he's only a good running back. If I need a receiving back, I, I'm not relying on him to take the ball 80 yards down the field. Or I'm not relying on him that way. You know what I mean? He has done right. it before, but I'm saying he's not a reliable target on the running on the pass uh, running game option. Um, um, so, so who's your MVP? Uh, MVP pick. My guy was Gomi Josh Allen until you took him. So I'm gonna go with a bold prediction. A bold prediction, and this kills me to say it. It literally hurts me to say it. But I'm going to go with my boy Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is, is going to go out there and have and redeem himself as the MVP. Like, like he should have won in 2017. I think uh, uh, Frank Reich, when Carson Wentz was, was with uh, Frank Reich uh, about three years ago, he, he was the league's MVP. He didn't win it because he got hurt, but he should have won it. But I think he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to redeem himself. This year, he's working hard. Like I've seen his uh, videos and stuff. Or and like on Insta and stuff, um, Carson Wentz looks like like his mentality going into the season looks different than he has been the past few seasons. So I think Carson Wentz has a chip on his shoulder because last year everyone doubted him, everyone hated him, everyone was trashing him. So I think Carson Wentz has a chip on his shoulder. He's like, yo, this season I'm going to it, and I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I think, for example, right last year Aaron Rodgers had the exact same mentality. Look what he did. Two for forty-five touchdowns with nobody receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can. It Wentz works as hard and has that mentality that no one can beat him. But like he's the man on the field. I think Carson Wentz could do it. I think he can be on top of uh, players like Aaron Rodgers. But he, if he really you know works hard and, and he really you know you know gets his potential, which is like a top three player. And um, it's I said it's a bold prediction. Because that happening is not that likely. I won't be honest. I think I would give that a chance of like four out of ten, maybe three out of ten of happening. Josh Allen, I'll give that like a an eight or nine out of ten. I just picked that as a bold prediction. But yeah, that's my pick. You know, no, I I'm... also have a bold prediction right here. I'm actually speaking, guys. You guys are proud of me. You back, yo? Let's go. Yeah, I'm back Boy, now. Danny's back. Okay, so I haven't right. even. I feel like this. I don't know if this is a technically a bolder prediction than a mod, but it's also a pretty bold take. Uh, a dark horse for okay. MVP candidate for me personally, after what I saw last year, is Kyler Murray, and especially with the, about to yeah, especially with the improvements they got AJ Green this offseason. Their defense improved. I forget who they who they got. They got JJ Watt right on the defensive end. So like, I feel like yep. it's all around team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have gotten better. So that will lead them to more games. And Kyle Murray is definitely their leader on the offensive end. Him and DeAndre Hopkins last year had a great connection. Adding another great wide receiver like A.J. Green, even though he ha- didn't, had, didn't have the best season last year, I think he can kind of bring it back with a great QB like 
Kyle Murray, and I think Kyler Murray can go somewhere next season with the MVP, but he's definitely a dark horse. Dude, I'm going to quickly just say something about what Aman said, and, and then um, I'll yeah. let Aman speak. So, Aman, I like what you said okay. about uh, Carson Wentz, about the Frank Reich system and what everything he had. But I think above all that, right, we take all that off the table, and I think the one thing that's important and the key, the true key for Carson Wentz's success is that O-line. That O-line has to hold up. Mm. They need to give him time to make decisions in the pocket. Last season, even though he, like, um, audibled literally every play that uh, Peterson um, chose, the one part that they struggled a lot was their O-line. I mean, Carson Wentz was the most sacked person in the league last year, and he played half the season. So that's just one thing yeah. you got to fix. And another thing is that, you know, with building that O-line and giving him that time, is also showing him that, okay, we trust you to make the decisions, and also you're building that trust in the system just for him to play better. I mean, like Amon said, 2017 Carson Wentz, when he played with the Eagles, the reason he played that well was because the trust was there. He trusted his teammates, he trusted the head coach, and he trusted his O-line. And I think if he does that, dude, this guy can actually take them even to the AFC um, Divisional or the AFC Conference Finals. I agree. This team all around is very well fitted for him. And I think this was perfect because he's also um, a really good scramble quarterback. People overlook that. He's very good in the scrambling because, you know, being in the the Eagles, um, the O-line, especially Jason Peters being your uh, left tackle, you know, he's going to, like, some some plays he gives up and he just, like, the, the defensive edges comes on him. But he, Carson Wentz, rolls out and then plays better. A lot of people say he plays better on the run. But, you know, you just got to balance it out. And I think, especially with the run game that they have in Indianapolis, I think Amon's pick uh-huh. makes a lot sense. A lot of sense. Also, also I got to say, um, that's literally a fact. There's a stat. I forget what the exact, like, percentage is. But apparently, his completion percentage outside the pocket is higher than inside the pocket. I think it's around, like, 72% inside the pocket. It was, like, in the 50s. That shows you that he's kind of like Mahomes. Like, Mahomes... Like, so Mahomes is a real passer inside the pocket and outside the pocket. That's different. But I would say Mahomes is better. Like, you know, he's really good inside the pocket. But, like, Carson Wentz is a big-down quarterback. And the Eagles did not use that at all. Like, they use him as a check-down, like, Nick Foles kind of guy. But that's not Carson Wentz. Go, go back and watch his college tape, bro. This dude made, made unbelievable throws. Like... He's got a huge cannon. Like, people don't know that. Because Eagles, like, cause Eagles don't, don't use that. And I think that was a big mistake on that part. They, they should use his strength, which is he's a big play quarterback that goes 50 yards, you know, down the field. And the Eagles did not use that uh, last year at all. I mean, and in 2017, they kind of used it uh, there and that. But um, I think if you know how to use Wentz, this dude will be special. He, I can I can see him being on the level of Josh Allen, on the on the level of uh, Russell Wilson. I, I can see it. Like all he needs is just like a little tap into the right into the right direction and a good system right. that fits him. And I can see that. And, and also, and to, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, you do talk. No, talk. so okay. I, I was going to say um, what Danny said about Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray, sorry. I think that's a better pick than Carson Wentz because. Carson Wentz is a big question mark. But Kyler Murray, right, you know that he's going to progress. Because his summer season was a big step. 
from his rookie season. And I think his third season can only be better than his sophomore season. And I think that's a really good pick. I, I, I think that has like a 6 out of 10 chance of happening, actually. But yeah, that's all, that's all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was about to say about um, Danny's pick with um, the... Uh, MVP. I thought that was a really good pick for a guy who doesn't watch football, Danny. Uh, no, all, all jokes aside. I'm just like that. I just know inside my head. He's nice. <laughs> no, I, I like that pick a lot because I think the one good thing the Cardinals did last year was obviously their pass game and balancing it out with the run. Um, you know, they did a, a lot of quarterback scrambles and so did the Patriots with the difference between the Patriots and the Cardinals was that, you know, that you have a more elusive quarterback in Kyler Murray. Um, I hate to say it this way, and I know a lot of Ravens fans are going to come at me, but Kyler Murray is literally Lamar Jackson with a better arm. Um, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, he has the arm, he has the potential, but it's just his receivers, and I don't blame him entirely. Uh, I've seen, especially in the Dallas game, like he would look up, one, two, and then boom, he gets sacked because nobody else would be open. And an average um, NFL plays around four seconds to three seconds, like a quarterback especially. So... Uh, back to um, Kyler Murray, I like that a lot because, okay, you have a, a clear number one wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. He's your go-to guy when you need to play. On the flip side, you have a speedster. Christian Kirk gets overlooked for being a speedster, but he's really good in, in the slot and, and in the deep ball. Then you have um, a veteran in AJ Green now you got, and another veteran in Larry Fitzgerald if he stays. You have good depth as well as a good, um, I don't know how to phrase this, a good base to build around of Kyler Murray. And I think in the future years, this guy is definitely going to be like the, um, the, the base of the franchise and he's going to be like the next Russell Wilson or something. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. Um, you made some good points and yeah. Um, so our next award. Let's go with um. Let's go with the um. Let's go with the comeback player of the year. The comeback player. Uh, look at you can go first. Or oh, sorry, no, you know what? Danny, you can go first, man. Danny, go ahead, man. God. Danny. Go okay, let's. I see. feel bad. I feel bad. I don't so even know who I'm gonna say for this. Who's, who's coming back? I don't even know who wants that. Right, so all right, so <laughs> give me give me some all options right, so Dak here. Dak Prescott's coming back. Oh, yeah, Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. Oh yeah, okay. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Nick 100%. Bosa is coming nah, back. Nah, nah. You don't right, even yeah, have to yeah. continue this. This is Dak Prescott, man. Okay. Before he was on my okay. fantasy team, okay. This man was balling, balling, bro. He was going off. He was doing insane, especially that one game where they came back. Uh, against the Falcons. The Falcons yet again blew another lead, and he was just going off. He had the most passing yards in the league for, I think, it was either in the league or the NFC East for a while. No, it, 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 it was, was in it, the league, bro. It was in, in the, the league? league? Yeah, even after he was yeah, injured? Yeah, after the first five weeks. I think yeah. even after a week he was injured, he was still the highest, he had the most passing yards. He was going crazy. Uh, I think... His, yeah, as the, right, coming right, back, I think he has a yeah. good chance of continuing that, and that would definitely be a great comeback. All right, so, uh, okay, I gotta say it. I, I hate the Cowboys, so here's my, I, I, I'm gonna say it, okay, I'm, I'm gonna say it, flat out, okay? Dash Prescott, like, 99% of Prescott's yards were garbage time 
like yards because they were down like double digits after halftime in like like I think all games in the first four four or five games. So like like they had to pass and come back. I feel like this year they'll still be good, but I can't see him like 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 if their defense is absolutely atrociously bad, that's sure. But if it's improved, I don't think it'll put up like. Two thousand yards in like four weeks. Like I don't think someone close to that because their offense is ridiculous. But I just hit the co. I just hit the Cowboys. I I've had to say it. But good pick. I agree with that pick. Yeah, that is true. Like most of these games, I'm looking uh, at them. They wear down by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my only issue with that is the NFC East. Or yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the NFC East. The NFC East secondary in across all teams has gotten uh, better this offseason. Um, I think the Eagles are the only team that hasn't gotten as good as the other teams. Um, but I think the one player I would choose, sticking with the NFC East because he comes from there, he wears blue, and his name is Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think coming off that ACL tear and the improved um, Giants O-line, I, they kind of improved it, I guess. And uh, I think he's he's definitely gonna uh, pop off. That's my strong gut feeling that he's gonna be comeback player of the year. Um. Okay. Since both of you went offense, I will defense. Okay. I'm gonna wait, go wait, wait, wait. Something right now. This kind of NBA related. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. My bad. I got baited by a Twitter hey, account. Ian. I got baited Ian. by a Twitter account that was posing as someone else, saying that Steph Curry was gonna miss ten to fourteen days. With health and safety protocols. <laughs> That's foul. Okay. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> since both of you went offense, I will defense. And I'm going to go with the former defensive rookie of the year, Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa will go crazy this season. Um, Nick Bosa did. His rookie season, he was special. He was constantly getting pressure on the quarterback. And I think he could have had, like... He had nine sacks, but he could have easily had double-digit sacks if he finished. But there were times where, like, like it was so close, and he just, like, somehow, like, it wasn't down. But I think Nick Bosa, I think I, I didn't see him having an insane uh, uh, sophomore, well, technically, sophomore season, because last year he was hurt all season. So I think Nick Bosa will take a, a huge stride forward. I can see him um, winning, come back player of the year. If he has an insane uh, sack season, like I would say, like yeah, if he's I mean, fourteen fourteen sacks, I can see it. He would need at least double digits, Amar. Yeah, yeah. So like, so I think if he gets around thirteen to like eighteen sacks, bro, I think he's got to like, like okay. maybe not a lot, but thirteen not... sounds a lot more like doable. <laughs> eighteen sacks for a quarter. I mean, for a uh, guy who did only ten in his uh, rookie year, I don't know. Players usually don't hit 18 until, like, the third season or fifth season. But I, I get what you're coming from. Like, you need an insane amount of number. Bro, that's why this is a bold prediction. Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Like, I think I think right now my top two are probably Prescott and Barkley. But I just still want to play on defense because that's a player that, okay. that, I, that I, like, remember off the top of my head. Yeah, no, no. Defense, ah, I like, yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, good, you're good. Yeah. All right. And next player. All right, also, before, yeah. before we move on, just to comment on the Saquon Barkley, yeah. the only, I have, like, yeah. one issue with that is just, like, ACL tears. 
like just in general are really hard to come back oh, from. Oh, that's true. So I don't know if he will have like factor. the same explosiveness just coming back in general. Just what um, I agree what, on Todd Gurley. Look at Todd Gurley. Due to had an injury, that like he was probably the best running back in the league like 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 four years ago. Literally after one year, he lost all his like his burst, everything, and now he's like, and now he's running back now. It's kind of sad. The Cowboys' career was. I don't even think he's like a running back one for the Falcons anymore. They're playing a lot of the rookies a lot more. Yeah, like it's sad, man. Like he literally had an insane season, and then he just got hurt, and everything just bent downhill for him. It was bad. But uh, what Danny made was a good point for running backs. Injuries like ACLs, Achilles. Those are really hard, hard to come back from, and you never know. But yeah. Alright, so moving on to the next uh, award. Let's go. Okay, so this rookie class is apparently one of the best to come out of college in the past decade. And I'm really excited to watch the rookies. They look really fun to watch. For example, my man Zach Wilson going to the Jets, uh, Dustin Fields and the Bears, and Trevor freaking Lawrence, the beauty, the Jags. Um, so it's a r- r- really fun, uh, okay, pause, okay, and that's screw that, screw that, no pause, <laughs> no pause, Trail Arms is hot, no, no pause, take that out, I don't care. No pause, right. um, no pause, no pause, okay, make sure to take that out, it doesn't matter, <laughs> yeah, okay. it doesn't matter, okay, 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 um, alright, um, so, they, oh, look at, who's your offensive week of the year prediction? Alright, that's a good question, actually, because there's so many good players that went on offense. So, it's the way I see it, right, Yaman? I see the the obvious pick is going to be Kyle Pitts, because, you know, coming into the draft, he was, like, graded the highest offensive player, right? And the I think a pro football focus named him, like, the best offensive player on the board. Yeah. Like, all around offense. But I think the surprise here might be... I don't know, man. Devontae Smith, the guy who fell to number 10, was supposed to go 6, mm. was supposed to go 4, 5, whatever. I think he might be the two. And, and 3, and 3. 2 yeah. or 3, I think that's the 4. 2 or 3, yeah. I, I think he might be the real shocker here to win uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, you can call me biased for being you know Eagles fan, but if I had to choose my dark horse, I would pick Rashad Bateman from the Ravens. Yeah. Or Najee Harris from uh, the Steelers. Uh, the two reason See, I pick those two. Najee Harris. Alright. Uh, sorry. You go ahead. I'll uh, talk later, man. Uh, it's alright. Um, so the reason I pick those two, uh, Najee Harris. I think he truly is the only court, uh, running back in, on the Pittsburgh, and he's gonna get the most touches and the most, um, you know, ability to make plays and uh, do all those sorts of things. Um, and Rashad Bateman. Because, well, he's Rashad Bateman, and also he's going to a Ravens, which is very depleted in the uh, wide receiver um, aspect. I mean, you have Hollywood Brown, but he's very on and off. And if Bateman plays his cards right, uh, he can probably be wide receiver one by the end of the season. Yeah, I have a question. But, so is yeah. it is it not common for like quarterbacks to win like, offensive rookie of the year? It's not hard. It is, it is. No, I think it's a lot harder. Because um, I was wondering uh, why you guys didn't like mention like Trevor Lawrence and anyone in that. Yeah. I mean, like those oh. are the obvious picks. Oh, okay. So we were talking about. Okay, okay. 
my bad. Yeah, right, yeah, okay, right. yeah. Yeah. So for dark dark horses, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, obviously take will be like T. Owens or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Like, that would be the most obvious picks. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. My bad, mother. You you good. Okay. All right. No, you're bad. Okay, so then for my pick, let's see. Low key, low key pick. Either it'll go really bad or really good. I would say Jamar Chase reconnecting with Joe Burrow could have an insane season, but that's a really low key pick. I don't really okay. see that happening. But I said maybe okay. that connection gets something, uh, gets something going. Um, that's a good pick. Um, see, that's a good pick. If Joe Burrow doesn't like, if he like, if he has time the pocket, I can see that. If he's, if he's alive, alive. if his other ACL is still in in, in good condition, sure, bro. Okay, I, after I mentioned this, the Bengals are complete. Like, I, why? Penny Sewell, the best left tackle in the draft, is on the board, sitting right there for you, and you choose an offensive weapon that Joe Burrow doesn't need as badly as O line. I understand when they did the best left tackle in the league. Word is Amon that um, Joe Burrow actually asked for him. Who oh, you asked for him? Yeah. Ah. Okay. Oh. Okay, then I get it. But but still, like, I understand why. Because in college they were crazy together. Like, if I was Joe Burrow, I, I would also ask for Jamar Chase because obviously he was my best. But me and not my best friend, but like he was like. He is my, my friend, my teammate. We're close because we played LSU together. Of course, like, of course I would ask for Javon Chase, so who wouldn't? Like, like, Hurts, like, Hurts, for example, right? Jalen Hurts probably asked for Javon Smith because, you know, he was his teammate. But then, but like, but like, you got to consider all options for the best of your team. Like, because, like, they, they already have T. Higgins. Um, T. Higgins, um, they have uh, Tyler Boyd. You know, like, they were seeing in chorus, in my opinion, it's pretty good. Jamar Chase makes it really good. But, like, I would say their biggest need would be uh, O-line. I just, I just want to quickly say that I think the, the smartest thing for the Bengals to do at the draft, if they weren't playing on picking Prince Sewell, was trade up and get Kyle Pitts. The Bengals don't have a tight end right now. Ooh. And I think That's adding true. Kyle Pitts, who's also a pretty good blocker, um, I've heard, so I think that'd be a good move. But I mean, those are still like uh, rookies. But like, I think defensive rookie wise, Amon, I think it's just yeah. Like, I didn't go yet, man. What is no, this? All right, pause. All right, pause. It's because um, I don't want to you know uh, take up too much time. You know what I mean? Wait, can I go real quick? If you want to go like real quick, real quick, we're at like twenty. We should all be at like right. twenty six minutes actually, around twenty six. Okay. All right, it's fine. We can go up to thirty six. Okay. We have time okay. then. We, so, what do well, we still have to cover? We have to cover defensive player of the offensive year. Offensive player of the year. Defense player of the year. And defensive so, player of the year. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So just do real fast. Alright, so I'll so go quick. Yeah, briefly. Okay. Alright. Now you're good. So my pick for the offensive player of the year. Oh, sorry. Offensive rookie of the year. Um, It's going to be Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance. Uh, I think he'll replace uh, Garoppolo in like like week three or four because it's gonna be trash. And I'm calling it. 
And I think Trey Lance will fit right into that Kyle Shanahan system. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. He'll make, he'll make it work. Like, like this dude took Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. That shows you what kind of coach Shanahan is. So, so uh, I think Trey Lance is a no-brainer, and that's my pick. All right. I mean, I so like Moving that. on. All right. Sorry. Uh, so moving on to um, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, player of the Year. Well, let's hear it, Danny. Who's your pick? Defensive Player of the Year, right? Unless I heard that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Is this, this a rookie? That's right. Right? No, not rookie. Like, not rookie. Just, just a player. Defensive? Okay. In the NFL. Yeah. Defensive. defensive player of the year. Okay. Hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with the man who was robbed of it this season. And that was TJ Watt. I think this season he should have won defensive player of the year. And I think he's going to have another great season. And I don't know that many defense players, so I'm just going to go with him. Okay. That's a good pick. I agree. TJ Watt was going crazy last year. So I can I can see him just having the like a like a I can see him like having the exact same season, maybe even better, admitting that award. So yeah, I agree. All right, look at how about you? Look at what's here, man. Well, I I sincerely think that JJ Watt might might make a run for it again. Change of scenery, which he desperately needed, went to Arizona. Um, I think he likes where he is right now on that team. And I think for the first time in, like, four to five years, we're finally seeing a healthy J.J. Watt. And I think a healthy J.J. Watt for anybody is just a scary sight to see. So I think J.J. Watt might seriously be in the conversation. But if I were to pick one, like, to debate if my life was on it, I'd probably go with uh, T.J. Watt or even um, Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald is just one of those guys that you cannot, like, not look at. You know what I mean for defense player of the year? Because um, his presence yeah. in the uh, in the defense is just, you know, we talk about defensive presence in the NBA, but it's also very important in the NFL because last year we saw he was getting triple teamed, double teamed, all sorts of things. And I think Aaron Donald um, poses a real threat for that defensive player of the year award again. Um, to be honest, Aman, I don't have enough time to think about it. So as you talk, yeah. I'll probably think of a better one. <laughs> all right, so my take. My pick, because you said Aaron Donald won, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. They recently added Clowney to their D-line. And guess what that means? That means more one-on-ones for Miles Garrett. And I, I can't think of a guy that can guard uh, uh, my man Miles Garrett for more than three seconds on, on one-on-ones. I, I can't see it happening. I couldn't tell you one or two like, left tackles, right tackles, I like an old Miles Garrett on a one-on-one. So, I, I can my, tell you my guy, Miles Garrett, go ahead. Uh, his name is uh, Mason Rudolph and his helmet. <laughs> yes, sir. Of course, they forget He's a clam. <laughs> Literal clam coat. Of course. But, yeah, so I think if Miles Garrett doesn't get any suspensions or anything, my guy's going to be Miles Garrett for the candidate. So, I got that. All right, moving on. Four. The defensive rookie of the year. We all got. Let's hear it. Micah Parsons, no doubt. Okay. 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 Uh, Micah Parsons. No, not really. Or Patrick Sertain. 
other than that, I don't see anybody okay. else really making it. Daniel, yeah, about my, you? my choice was going to be Patrick Sertin of the Broncos. Uh, all right. I, I don't really know much about Sorry, them, okay. so I kind of just, you know, who was up there, who I've heard right. about. I've seen a little bit of his highlights. He seemed good. So mine is my personal favorite corner coming out of college, which is J.C. Horn. He's my guy. I, um, I've, I really like his work ethic because I've watched a few uh, YouTube videos on him. Like, because he has his own channel on YouTube, and watched how he like carries himself and what what was what, what mentality is. I, I really like it. He works hard, and especially on that Panthers um, defense, which is which is really young and, and getting better every single season. So he'll be that number one corner, I think. So I can see Jesse Horn either having an insane season or kind of average to bad season. So my pick's going to be J.C. Horn, my best corner coming out of college. So, for today, boys, that should be uh, all of the NFL What about, awards. you forgot offensive, offensive players. Yeah. yeah oh, we do it. Okay, my bad, boys. I can't believe I forgot that. Okay. All right, so, and moving on, our next award and final award is going to be the offensive uh, player of the year. We all got Danny. Danny? Yeah. Who's your pick? Offensive yeah. player of the year. I let's let's see this. You know what? I'm gonna have to go with my boy Christian McCaffrey. He is having an insane season. Uh, okay. Before he got injured, every other three games kind of screwed over my whole fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> but you know he was having an insane season. He does everything. He, he, he catches. He rushes. He's just a beast all around, and I think if he didn't get injured, he could have won last year, too. So I'm going to go with CMC. That's a good pick. Look at that about you. Um, I think I don't have to go with Devontae Adams. I think after last season, Ooh. he's clearly established himself that he's the best wide receiver in the game. I mean, this dude, like what? He got 16 touchdowns in the last, like, 18 games, and that's just consistency at its finest um i think that him if i mean that is if aaron Rodgers stays i think if aaron Rodgers goes his numbers are dipping like by a lot um and it also depends on like who the replacement is like if he goes to the broncos and his replacements drew lock this dude's gonna average from 11 catches per game and he's it's gonna drop all the way down to like two uh just because the ball is never gonna come <laughs> but, um, if if aaron Rodgers leaves and you know i think it seriously might be Patrick Mahomes or um, what's his name? Uh, the King, Derrick Henry. Uh, I think mm. Derrick Henry uh, poses another threat at Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, that dude's just built like a tank, literally. And um, I think he might pose a really good, like he, he has a really good chance at it is what I'm going to say. And then there's obviously Patrick Mahomes with his amazing twisting of the arm ability to throw the ball 80 yards down the field. <laughs> Alright, so my offensive player of the year, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, you know what? This is a bold prediction, which is I, I just kind of see it happening, not really, but I, I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I don't know what, what you guys think, but last season at the end, he, sh like, I think he rushed for. 230 yards in yeah. the game. Absolutely ridiculous. 
Yeah, I and this dude is a monster, and especially with Carson as a quarterback, because um, especially under Frank Reich, Frank Reich loves to like he loves running back and the rotation. So I can see Jonathan Taylor catching it out of the backfield and running the ball. He's a lethal weapon, and he'll he'll be great. I can. This is this is kind of a reach. I I, I can't really see it happening. But I'm just saying it because I really like his game. I like how he works, so I'm going with uh, Jonathan Taylor. All right. Yeah. Uh, So that's all for today, boys. Um, Thank you all for watching the Water Boys podcast today. I hope you all love our uh, our picks. Uh, Tell us what you guys think of our our picks. They're probably amazing because we're all gilded. We're, 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 just, we're just different like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Stephen A. So, content. Uh, Stephen A. Yeah, Stephen A. Was ste- caught stealing your content in 4K. Put us on yeah, proof, bro. Yeah, exactly. And make sure to follow us on Insta uh, at Waterboys underscore podcast and on Twitter with the same thing. So no, yeah, it's, so it's, uh, sure Twitter is Waterboys underscore P. Yeah. There's no podcast. Oh, okay. okay. My bad. Don't bully me. I know you're going to bully me now. I'm sorry. I just, but... just want to quickly say something. Um, I want to apologize to all the listeners who have to listen to Danny and Amon hosting the uh, past few days. I'll be back, people. Trust me. No, they don't. Just... They they want Amon forever. That's what they want. So they Yo, we should be... Okay. What? Done. Instagram, we're going to have a poll on who was a better host, and you guys better <laughs> go and vote. We will catch you all later. Bro. Peace. Bro. Peace. Y'all is winning. See ya!